Marketing 99% Podcast with your host, Andy Cove, sharing excellent marketing. Subscribe now. Hi, so today I'm joined by Rob Kelly, uh, Digital Marketing and Social Content Specialist at Arsenal Football Club. Rob's been at Arsenal for over eight years now, so uh, very interesting time to be at a club. Uh, and we're going to be talking about creating content uh, for such a large following. So Arsenal has over 20 million followers across different platforms. I'll just start off by reading out some of the stats before we begin. So there's 1.77 million followers on YouTube, 17.4 million um, Instagram followers and 15 million, million Twitter followers. Um, so thanks for coming on, Rob. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Well, awesome. Uh, so my first question is, uh, what's it like working at a football club in the marketing team? I, I imagine it's very high paced um, and emotions run high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I, I won't I won't lie. It's, it's brilliant. You know, I've been an Arsenal fan since I was five. So getting the job at Arsenal was a pretty amazing um, experience for me. And like I said, being there eight years, so much has changed. You've got, got launched on so many different platforms in the time I've been there. I mean, when I joined Arsenal, I think we were on two million Twitter followers now. And so, mm. so I mean... I mean, I'm claiming all the credit, obviously, for, for <laughs> yeah. all, all the followers that we've added. Um, yeah, so like, it's it is, it is brilliant. I mean, it is brilliant. Like, you know, like every job, you'll have your little moans each day about certain things that are getting on your nerves, but then you sort of take a step back and realise that you, you know, you're working for one of the world's biggest football teams. You've got a massive audience out there. You've got a captive audience. They're highly engaged. They, you know, Arsenal fans are particularly well known for being very engaged on social and digital yeah. so we've got a great audience to deal with um so yeah no complaints at all and it's it's just really exciting you know like you say it is very hard, fast paced during the season obviously it's a bit weird at the moment um yeah. everyone on lockdown football we don't know if it's coming back or not and so the, we've got a, you know obviously a, a big challenge at the moment trying to um service an audience that still want your content of course yeah. because you know everyone's sort of stuck at home and everyone's desperate for any old football content um but you know we've we've we try and sort of maintain our standards we've got a a big back catalog of archive content that we can rely on um but i suspect and you know we we study our audience in detail and we sort of listen to what they're saying and you know i think there is a bit of fatigue about archive content now so yeah. we've got to try and sort of up our game in terms of trying to get into our players at home and that's uh, a challenge in itself to try and get hold of the players and try and get them to you know it's you know we've got all these ideas and trying to hook them up you know trying to like with maybe trying to chat with some stars in you know in US sports you know that's that's sort of high on our agenda at the moment and wow. trying to trying to launch all these all these um things on TikTok as well and you know yeah but it's it's quite difficult when you can't actually get face to face you know it's all digital yeah. it's you know it's, it's a bit it's a bit tough to get into them so that's a new challenge for us to face but with any luck we'll be um we'll be playing football again and you know might make life slightly easy even though it will obviously be a big adaption process because you know I can't imagine there'll be many of us at games if, if mm. games do do return. Fantastic and I, I was really interested just um, just to hear about the team structure and 
just general things like do you have much interaction with the players and what's the what's the marketing team look like at, at a football club right so i've got to get this right because we've sort of uh, we've got a, a big a very big team and mm. we've just we've just re, sort of restructured recently actually in the last about three months and we're now it used to be quite disparate. Used to, we used to be like my team used to be part of Arsenal Media Group, which wasn't actually owned by Arsenal itself. It was owned by an offshoot of it called Arsenal Broadband Limited. But that's all now been brought under now all all owned by the club. So the marketing department is basically split into three. So sorry, mm. just, I've just got some notes just so I make sure I don't get this wrong <laughs> and, get, no and get fired. So just, <laughs> uh, so there's brand marketing, which looks after retail events, stadium tours, things like that. We've got a digital experience department, which looks after membership, junior gunners, We've got the CRM team as part of that. And I'm part of the media team, which is obviously digital, social publications, commercial content. So it's a pretty sizable team. And it's all obviously, you know, we're, we're trying to do part of the purpose of, of the restructure was to try and make us more integrated. And so we can also, you know, have a clearer message as a club to bring out. Great. And what does, uh, do, you, do you work match days and things like that? So I imagine yeah. it's quite reactive some days, is it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I work sort of probably 70% of the games. Um, it's, I'm usually digital lead for a game um yeah probably yeah 70 percent of the time but i'm sort of in rotation with another another couple of guys and we we have about on, on a match day we might have sort of maybe 20 people working in the sort of media side and that's including sort of the production mm-hmm. team as well who's you know camera camera guys producers editors um so there's a, there is a lot of us working it's up the job is sort of in, in it is reactive in a way but you know you have to have a clear plan in front of you you know I, I sort of devise all the content um, uh, plans for for the media group across digital and social so you have to have a content a very um, in-depth content calendar that you, you you're working yeah. off um, you obviously have to plan things out you know we'll we will have sort of two cycles really it'll be sort of a match cycle and a non-match cycle so the match cycle will obviously be pre-match match post-match that you can pretty much guarantee what you're going to get there, but you've got to yeah. be ad- adaptive to the circumstances. I told you, I knew my kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all <Can> good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've, you've got to be adaptive to the circumstances, obviously, on, on, a, on a match. You know, if somebody scores an incredible goal, we need to have editors there um, yeah. who are able to... to to, to create some content around that that we so that we can get the most engaging um, piece of content that comes out um, and then the non-match cycle is obviously you know your midweeks really so if a game you know in general you know because we're a Europa League club unfortunately at the moment it tends to be Sunday Thursday Sunday for our for our matches so you've got probably you know Tuesday and Tuesday and Wednesday tend to be the days where it's a bit quieter and that's when you 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 you've got to plan probably a bit more in detail there about what you're going to put out but obviously you you, like I say you've got to be adaptive to the circumstances because you know who knows what's going to happen you know football changes so quickly and our policy has always been not necessarily you know there's if you look at some of the other clubs in in the Premier League you know what one of the most well-known is Man City obviously and they're they're I think they probably see it themselves that they're, they're early adopters they're often on platforms early they they try and react very quickly to things and we try and react quickly to things but we we're not necessarily as as bothered about being first to react being first to do it what we like to do is 
maybe take slightly more time and make sure that we're we're comfortable what we're producing and what we're producing is is tonally right and is um is as engaging as, as we want it to be so yeah you have to be reactive but there is a there is a lot of planning that goes into our content great and i was i was really interested to hear um about about the guidelines of of creating content when when tensions are running high and maybe we i when, when i say we i mean arsenal have lost <laughs> maybe lost a game um and there's all sorts going on in social media how what what's your guidelines around that well, we used to. So the policy always used to be um, essentially, you know, if you have a really bad run of form, which, you know, unfortunately, recent years, there have been <laughs> the, the odd occasion of a really terrible run of form. Um, we used to the policy always used to essentially be just be go dead quiet for for two days. Let's sort of take the sting out of the anger on social yeah. and then sort of slowly reintegrate. Um, but then we sort of reapproached that, reappraised that re- in recent years, and we're like, you, you can't just go quiet. There are still, there, you know, you, you have to adapt your content calendar, of course, but you can't just go completely quiet. Fans still mm-hmm. out there want to be engaged. Um, you, you know, you might get, uh, you might get a sort of vocal minority will throw a lot of hate your way, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you, yeah, if you if you just try and not take that personally, then you'll be all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you as soon as you have a bad result, a bad couple of results, and you know, like I say, we're always across reading the reaction on social. You need to adapt your content calendar because you know there's there's nothing worse than you know being tone deaf to to what the situation is. You know, you mm-hmm. yeah. we spent we spent a long long time trying to build. Um, a, a strong relationship between us as the brand and and our fan base and that comes from sort of being a bit intelligent with the way that we 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 deliver our content you know if we've just lost four nil we're not going to produce something we're not going to bring out some content on monday of the players you know mucking around and laughing their heads off you know it's just it's tone deaf isn't it and no one wants to see it that bit of content will die a death anyway mm. and then of course, the other side is, you, you know, you could be planning a, a brilliant bit of content um, for weeks and weeks and weeks and then something happens and you don't want to just put it out anyway just because it's a new content plan. You need to give it the best chance of landing properly. So, you know, you, you, we're, we're completely sort of um, beholden to circumstances out of our control a lot of the time, but it's you just need to be intelligent about the way you approach things and listen to your fan base. Great. Uh, I'd be quite interested to hear about the um, the planning and around that. So you said that there was a kind of pre-match, post-match and half-time and things like that. How far do you plan ahead? Do you, do you look at the whole season and go, right, this is, we've got um, Man United in 10 weeks' time and we're going to have these sort of statistics and things like that? Or um, No, it's not, it's, not, it's not that far ahead. Um, I try to plan at least two weeks this is during regular season time yeah. obviously rather than now where we're, we're planning further ahead because it's, it's tougher um during a regular season i try and plan at least you know two to three weeks ahead yeah um and have a content calendar pretty much filled in two to three weeks in advance but we'll know we'll know obviously you're aware of what's coming up if, if you yeah. know if, if you've got a massive game against united coming up or you've got a semi-final final coming up the, the planning for those will, will start way out you know for example we knew i mean the biggest thing that i've worked on was arsene wenger leaving and yeah know, to be honest with, with you we had no no tip off about that at all the the first mm-hmm. i heard about that was 
I got a call from my boss as I was walking to the station on the morning that he's been is being announced yeah. he was leaving. I got a call just to say, where are you? And I was like, oh, I've just arrived at the station. He said, oh, can you turn around and go home? Um, I, no one else knows this, but but we're about to get an announcement on the manager. And so you're sort of walking home thinking, what is this? And then it, it comes yeah. through and you're thinking, panicking, just thinking, <laughs> I, I don't want to leak this early because there's so many yeah. on this. So, yeah, we, hadn't, we had no warning on that. So that's, then that's very reactive because then you're, you're, you're racing to catch up because suddenly you're like, right, well, all eyes are on you as the club, yeah. really. This is the, this is going to be the news. It's going to dominate the news agenda for mm. for, for for weeks and weeks and weeks and months, really, because there was a, a, a long lead up time to when he actually left. So we that entire day was basically a blur, really. It's like right, wow. post post the news, and suddenly you're right, right. We need to find loads and loads of Arsene Wenger content that we've got in that we that we can just um, repopulate, get it out there, and then you've got to we're in constant meetings you know to speak into or we we have brand um we have social channel managers at the club so we have somebody looking after twitter someone after instagram twitter um facebook you know instagram tiktok so then you need to speak to them right how do we how do we make the most of this on each of the platforms how do we adapt our content plan for the day for your platforms and then once that initial that initial rush dies down then it was about sitting down with the sort of head of video and everyone and trying to come up with right we need to come we've got he was he was what what was there it was about four or five weeks i think until the end of the season yeah. so his last game so we we're like right we need to so we've got quite a long gap to fill but for when a manager's been there 22 years you need to make yeah. sure that tonally that's that's right you've got to get everything right mm. so that so there was a lot a lot of planning going into that there's a lot of you know late nights trying to make sure that what everything that we were doing was tonally right because you've just got to pay the right tribute to a guy that's you know done so much for the club, and I think we did really well. Yeah, you know, we we I think we, so. we hit every platform. We got you know we you know broke all records really in terms of our engagement across a, a period of a month, and you know we would you know, all our lives on Facebook and stuff would you know we're getting ridiculous numbers on YouTube. Yeah. So I really everyone's really proud of it. Everyone was knackered at the end of it because it was a, such a huge <laughs> team effort but you know that was that was a that's a really good example of you know what it was like you know it's, it's mm. trying to stay calm when everything is, is going on around you is quite difficult um you know I'm sort of nearly 40 so you get you get the younger guys who look after the channels like Twitter and stuff who are coming up loads of ideas and you've got to try and funnel it down and try and calmly think right hang on a minute that's that's not going to work that's going to work or that's one of our partners not might not be happy with that or tonally that's not right so there's a lot of stuff that you've got to got to go through but it's it's you know it's really exciting working that sort of thing you know that you yeah. know what what an amazing experience to work on that you know I was lucky enough to be on the pitch for Wenger's last game at the Emirates wow. um, and did the final interview with him for Arsenal Media you know and you know you stood there speaking to this club legend surrounded by 60,000 fans it's a pretty amazing thing to be part of wow that's great to hear um so i didn't send you this question in advance but um do you it's just piqued my interest in terms of like the actual uh, footballers um you hear about uh, players like paul pogba being an absolute nightmare on social media for the club yeah uh, do you have any kind of input or, or kind of suggestions or guidance for players at all 
We so at the moment we're we're in the process of sort of trying to um, we've been doing it for about a year trying to trying to get closer to the players and to the play, players' social teams. So you know they might you know they'll often ask for stuff from us. You know they'll ask for edits or they might ask for carve offs. Um, you know to, if they've done a, a brilliant bit that we're going to put on YouTube, they'll ask for bits like that. But you know we. We're closer to some players than others, you know, and some will ask us for some will ask some of the, for our advice on bits, you know, some won't. But it's you know, it's, it's completely dependent on the individual, really. Fantastic. Uh, and just on some uh, kind of quick fire questions now. They don't need to oh, be yeah, yeah. quick fire answers, but uh, yeah. So, what um, brands uh, inspire you right now? They could, it could be other clubs or just any brands in general in marketing. Yes, I mean I, I'm going to be really boring and just just say all all sport brands really because yeah. I'll be honest I'm a you know sport obsessive really and and really that's what sort of consumes me really. Um, I think I think the if you look at you look at the NFL and and um, NBA I think they really knock it out of the park really mm-hmm. with their with their social and digital content and really that's often what we're sort of aspiring to be at that level to be honest with you I think you know you look at the Atlanta Falcons I think they've got such a clear identity they've got you know they've got really fast exciting edits they've done some really nice emotive pieces which I really like um Miami Dolphins I went to a meeting at Facebook um, a couple of years back and they had some guys from the Dolphins were there and and they they were sort of talking us through that and you know not everything they do is 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 absolutely out there and incredible but they they I think their strategy is that they they sort of they work on certain campaigns and they pour everything into those campaigns and they make they really raise the game with some of their photography their stills is just some of it's absolutely outstanding they use they got a great use of music on some of their edits as well they license music for certain campaigns they had a campaign with run the jewels and it was just it was sensational i thought sure if you look at nba you know miami heat do some brilliant fun stuff really like mm. really sort of in tune with their sort of fan base as well um and they're sort of close to home really like the english english england football team i think over the last three four years i think they've really stepped up in, in a massive way i think they've produced some brilliant stuff you know some of the content they were producing during the world cup was outstanding i thought yeah um, I was really, really impressed with it. I think they've they've really bridged that gap between the team and the fan really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Like European Tour Golf, I think, is actually pretty good. I mean, they're helped by the fact they've got the rights to the footage, so that obviously is a, a, a big help, but yeah. they're, they're pretty good. Um, Soccer AM, I'm actually quite a fan of the way that they package things up. I think yeah. that the way they do things is is very good. They just create snackable content, really, for Instagram and Twitter. It's very engaging. Their tone of voice is exactly in tune with their identity. So, yeah, they're they're who who I think are, are very good at the moment. Yeah, there's some really good examples. I'm, I'm gonna have to check out those uh, American kind of yeah. NFLs. <laughs> I, I don't follow those at the minute, but I definitely will be checking them out afterwards. Um, in terms of marketing books or podcasts or kind of influencers. Um, is there any anything you recommend for people to learn more? Um, um, any favourite books at all? Uh, I'm not like I tell you what, and this is a really boring <laughs> thing to say, <laughs> but 
<laughs> well, I'm the only books I read really are like fiction. I, I'm not I'm not one for uh, reading up like marketing books or anything like that because I sort of maybe I should do. Maybe I'll be better at my job if I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, I mean, what you know, I, I will have a look at blogs. I look at sort of you know, listen to the sort of digital sport podcast, read the website, sports techie mm. hashtag sports 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 industry um, group. Their emails come through. That's what I sort of look at. And to be honest with you. I spend a lot of time looking at our competitors as well, seeing what they're yeah. doing, what are they doing well, what what can we adapt to, and you know I'm sure that's not I'm sure everyone in the industry does the same. You know it's you know you can learn from each other. I'm not saying that you don't want to copy what each other are doing by any stretch, but if someone's got a good idea, you might think right, well we can adapt that. We can make this. This is how we can make it our own. I mean I, I get more insight from looking around, looking at those American clubs, looking at looking at what another team I should have said who have stepped up and I think are very good at Chelsea as well Chelsea do some really nice uh, motion graphic stuff that is very impressive so you look at that and you, that's what I do and then you know like I said some of the other stuff that digital sport podcasts and sports techie and stuff great um bit of a fun one if you could place an ad anywhere uh, in the world with any message on it uh, what what would it be um I was thinking about this and then I just thought well Really, the only one that anyone wants to see at the moment is one for the coronavirus vaccine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus vaccine now signed off, free worldwide distribution, lockdown over. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's I want. That's what everyone wants, I'm sure. Awesome. Um, so just before I ask the final question, um, yeah. where can people find you if you if anybody wants to connect to you or they want to um, just hear more about? And do you have any requests to the audience? um so i mean i'm i'm on i'm on twitter um at rob kelly too but please don't expect anything from it it's a very <laughs> very boring feed um i don't really tweet i'm sort of lurking in the background seeing what other people are saying um i'm on you I mean you could find me on instagram but really you wouldn't get much out of it other than seeing pictures, <laughs> and, pictures of me and my kids um i mean you can, you can get me on linkedin if you yeah find me on linkedin that'd be good to, to sort of make more connections on there you know i've got no real demands on on the audience you know, if, if they want to get in touch that'd be great and more than happy to chat to anyone really it's um always nice to chat sport yeah and uh just follow arsenal football club because they're uh it, the so content they... is really good I've, I've enjoyed it for many years and um there's there's all sort of sub subcategories that come off it and there's all sorts of other kind of channels that, that yeah yeah you know as well uh so kind of the final one to summarize the podcast um what do you think would make all football clubs excellent at marketing i think the key thing is listen to your audience know your audience in detail what they're saying how they feel what are the in jokes what what do they mm. not like about what you're producing what do they like about you what are they proud of you need to have that. You need to be absolutely in tune with with them because that 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 needs to completely dictate your tone of voice. That needs to dictate your output because people aren't going to engage with you if they don't like you. If if you're too robotic, if you're constantly trying to sell them something, people aren't interested. People can see through it. You need to be authentic. You need to be empathetic. You need to adapt to the circumstances of your team. Um, fans can sniff out stuff if they think what you're saying is is a load of crap. Then they'll call you on it straight away you know yeah. you need to you need to be credible you need to be authentic you need to be engaging and if you get that right and if you get halfway down that if you, if you get that halfway right then the people i think people will give you 
people give you the time of day, people engage with you, people like it. And I think football clubs have got so much better at that over the years. I've got to say, I think there's been a move in the last few years just to just to try and be a bit more colloquial with your fans. And I think yeah. football football's adapted to that quicker than a lot of other sports, I think, and yeah. done it better than a lot of other sports. And um, we're really proud of the way that we've managed to sort of engage our fan base. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to continue to do that under, you know, happy days under Mikel Arteta when we bring home the league <laughs> next season. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed this, Rob, and I really appreciate it. So thanks for coming on the podcast. No, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Marketing 99% podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please tag us on LinkedIn. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Please subscribe to the podcast for all the latest episodes. Thank you.